These are the Keishi Tapes. You Man and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hey, welcome to the Keishi Tapes podcast. John Hewlett here along with Favaz. Hi. Hey, you got a good one here. I do. Uh, Paul Rogers, uh, lead singer of Bad Company, legendary lead singer, legendary uh, singer of uh, Free of queen mm-hmm. of solo fame i mean you know the firm the firm yeah forgot about that there was um, another one there's another one i can't remember off the top of my head though he was part of another group of artists that had a band that put out a record um the law the law, the law? yes yeah, i remember go. the law yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, i met him in 99 and we talk about it here in, in the beginning um so i i i actually just Got to meet him. It was really cool, you know. But to talk to him now, after all these years, is even cooler. Mm-hmm. Even though it was on the phone, and uh, he talks about, uh, you know, how he wrote uh, "All Right Now." Yeah, um, with free. That's yeah, another band free. he was in. We didn't mention. Did, did I? Did I, I mention? Did free? you say free? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, it's just really cool to talk to him. So he's a yeah, nice guy. I, I can remember in the mid seventies, early seventies, when Bad Company was new and fresh exciting mm-hmm. and his voice i just always felt the power of his voice and it yes. was so perfect with the band that he was with with those guys and those songs that came from those albums in the early days are just still iconic today yes, they are they, he's he's one of the greats no doubt about it and he's a he's a fitness guy he's always kept himself in good shape that's why he can still do what he does at his age but yeah he just revealed that he had uh so many strokes Oh really? On CBS, we talk about that. Okay, um, that, oh, that's here. Yeah. I did not know that. He had two biggies. Oh my gosh! And he had an operation on his. Uh, they had to intubate him. I mean, he, he talks about it. Okay. Here. Oh here. my goodness! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had no idea that was yep. going on with him. Yep. All right. Well, here's an interview Favaz recently did with the great Paul Rogers, one of the greatest rock singers of all time. Here we go. Make sure I get all the right buttons pushed in, and I don't now. I do. Hey, Favaz Akashi. Yes. Hey, I got uh, Paul Rogers online. If you guys are ready, I am ready. All right, and once I connect, you have the full ten. Okay. And they just wanted to give you a heads up that their album is number eight in the country. Oh, number it's number eight, John. Oh, number eight in the country. It was number eight. What's the name of the album? I, I don't, I don't we'll know. Get to it, I'm sure. <laughs> no. Oh. oh, you never asked him about it. Oh, wow. and he never said it either. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And this is a bad company record or a Paul Rogers Paul record? Paul Rogers record. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Listen to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Well, just, uh, hmm? Okay, you're on with Paul. Hey, right. Favaz here with uh, Paul Rogers, one of the greatest of all time. Hello, Paul. Hello, how are you? I'm I'm good, man. Uh, you know, this is the second time that I, that I've spoke with you. I don't know if you remember, and I don't expect you to, but you were on tour with Bad Company, and Simon Kirk came in the studio. You and he, and um, you played, or, or I, I know I played "Weep No More," and Simon wrote that song, correct? That's true. Yes. And uh, you were uh, playing, and and David Lee Roth opened up the show at... Uh, oh, I remember that too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He remembers the tour or remembers being in the studio? Uh, he remembers the tour. Okay. And that was the tour that I smoked a joint with David Lee Roth. Oh, with. that's right. Yes. 
Yeah. Have you told that story on the podcast before? Probably because we've had. I, I think. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting yeah. yeah. I, I, I let me ask you a question though, Fabaz. Yes. Uh, you are the oldest rock station in the in America. We are. I, I've been here thirty three years. When did, when did you start? We started in nineteen sixty seven. Oh, oh nineteen sixty seven! Wow. Yeah. You know, nineteen sixty. I was seventeen. I was just coming down from London <laughs> and uh, forming free at that point in my life. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, sixty-seven, and we've yeah. been around for uh, you know f- some fifty-five plus years. So, um, anyway, it's really good to talk to you. You have a new record, and yeah. and it's 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 all new material, I should say, for the first one in over twenty years. It's number eight on the charts. Tell us about it. Come on. Oh, you did ask him about it. I asked him about yeah, it, but I didn't did. ask him the name oh, of it. Yeah, and yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't. Gave it. <laughs> well, you know. I was sitting around at home having a rest from, from the touring, etc. and I was playing my acoustic guitar, and I put a bunch of songs together. We went into the studio. My call band was um, Todd Ronning on bass for my solo band, Rick Fedick on drums, and Ray Roper on guitar. Yeah. Four of us, eyeball to eyeball, we just got in the studio, and we, we were just laying tracks down, basically. It's, it's, it's become an album right now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and oh. I'm very proud of it, actually. Unreal. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Take, what's the name of it, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> You're proud of it. Tell us about it. <laughs> love is the uh, is the focus song, if you will. Um, what is love? I, yeah. Something we, love. We'd have to go back. Oh. It's not important. It's just uh, it's <laughs> really good stuff. It anyway. <laughs> Congratulations. Take love. Yeah, yeah. We'll take love. Actually, we'll take love. Oh. I, I don't know. Oh. But, you know. There's, there needs to be more love in the world, and we sometimes uh, <laughs> turn away from it. We had a, uh, there's, a, there's an old message that just yeah. keeps falling on deaf yeah, ears. Yeah, all the time. But but did that, and my wife was talking to the cat, and I heard her say, you know, Sheridan, her name was Sheridan, this kitty, and she said, I can't love you if you keep walking away. And I <laughs> sort of went, wow, that's a good opening line for us. I took it from there, because it's a very human thing to like walk away from love, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's totally right. Yeah, we're 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 talking to Paul Rogers of Bad Company fame. Of of you you have played, you have sung with everybody. Um, who is the greatest guitar player that you have ever played with? Can you name it? Well, I, <laughs> I hate to to say that because there have all been so many great guitarists. I mean, I was recently working with um, Keith Scott from Brian Adams Band, and he he plays on the album. If you listen to Melting, you'll hear him on the front of that particularly. It's such a groove. And um, also Chuck Lavelle uh, plays keyboards on that uh, track as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I didn't mention Brian May of Queen no, or uh, no, he, Company he, Guitars. He, he, oh, he I does. mean, would you mention, I mean, he, he does talk about a few, but yeah. uh, would you say that, this one is the greatest, or that one is the greatest. Would you? No, no, because, because of their egos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Understand can't. if you don't want to piss anybody off, but but come on, who who is who is the absolute like your top two or two three, if you will? Well, I have to I have to go to back to Paul Kossoff, the first guitarist. Free, uh, right? Uh, Paul Kossoff. Yeah. Yep. Free. Uh, I I still love that guy, and I love. He played and the way he played it. Every note that he played was torture. 
it, it dragged it out of his very soul, you know. Right. Uh, and it was so meaningful and so great. The, the Colin Marshall thing, you know, great sound. All right. You know, uh, speaking of Paul and Free, I, I stole one of your lines from when you were in Queen for that little bit. I'm going to ask you about that here in just a second. You say uh, on the live record, I guess, it was all right then and it's all right now. And I, I, I say that every time because All Right Now from Free is one of the most iconic rock songs ever. Well, it's amazing how that came to be written because we were, at Free, we were a blues band and we were writing our own songs as well. And we, we were, got to a point where we were doing mostly our songs. And I said to Andy, the writer, basically Andy Fraser, mm-hmm. I said, we should try and put, have, have the whole set with, full of our own songs because then we have our own identity. And there was one song we could not do was The Hunter by Albert King because it was such a good song. And, uh, I said, we need a song that will at least equal that in terms of popularity. One that maybe people could sing with. And I went like, maybe like, all right now, like that. <laughs> I said, well, let's use that as the chorus. Oh, and Andy took gosh. that away and came back to bam, boom, bam, bam. And I wrote the lyrics from there. And it's been all right since then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us about when you were in Queen for that hot minute. I mean, it's amazing what that band has gone through, and they have the movie that that came out and and everything. But you were in Queen with Brian May, a, another great guitar player. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic guitar. Well, we joined forces. I think I would say. Because I, I never really, I don't like to join bands, but we join forces anyway. Join forces, Andy, John. Join forces. Join forces. Uh, melding, if you yes, will. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, they did my songs as well, their songs, and they did a great, they did a great version of All Right Now. And oh, like, they did some Bad Company songs? Yeah, they, they did, and they did All Right Now. That's where I took oh, that uh, line it, from. I always thought that he, because I never saw him with Queen. And I, I just thought either. they were just—he was just doing Queen songs, but they were doing both Queen they, and they Bad did both. Company songs. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. How come yeah. I didn't know that? How, come Thanks on, you're well. the U man. I'm wishing well and like that. So it was—it was a hot four years. <laughs> so, so what? So made- they did build themselves as Queen with Paul Rogers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. just Queen with Paul yes. Rogers singing. Yeah. Right. And you was- joined forces with Queen. Did they ask you, or did what happened? Yeah, they asked me, absolutely, yeah. Well, I was doing a TV show which was honoring Chris Black, who uh, was the head of Island Records, the CEO of Island Records, and they wanted me to do all right now to the, uh, you know, to, to head the bill. And um, Queen were also going to be performing on that same show, so Brian called me and said, uh, listen, do you have a band for that? And I said, well, actually, no, I don't. They said, well, look... I, We'll be your backing band for all right. You'll be <laughs> How about that? There. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So no wonder it didn't make sense, really, in certain terms of style, that Paul Rogers would be singing, would be trying to replace Freddie right. Mercury. Right. Yeah. It never yeah. did make sense. And uh, they didn't do it for that reason. No. You yeah. Know? It so was, it, it was, it was, it was kind of cool. more of Brian May wanting to help <laughs> Paul Rogers keep bad company going. <laughs> Kind of, kind of. And, uh, yeah, and, and he he wanted to play all right now. Yeah, you know, he said we'll be your backing band at this. Yeah, it's this thing, and so wow, that was really cool. I'm glad you asked him about this. Yeah, 
I asked you to ask him. Yes, about you yeah, did, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to know. And I, I'm, I had no now idea. You know. I had I no know. idea. It was, it was this. They uh, joined forces, John. Yes. <laughs> we will rock when we are the champions. And I said, that sounds good. Let's do that. So that's what we did. And it's so, it was so magical when we played together that uh, we continued for, well, it wasn't meant to be four years. It was meant to be a couple of shows in Europe just for fun. Yeah. But it turned into four years, uh, two world tours, and a, a an actual studio album. <laughs> uh, an actual what album? Studio. Oh, okay. He says studio. Wow. I don't know about that. I, I don't know it either. Yeah. I don't, maybe I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. Okay. Unreal. I mean, do you feel pressure playing? You know, this this was all happening when we thought for a period of time that the great classic bands had seen their day and they were on the way down. Yes. Bad Company was one of them. Even Queen, of course, without Freddie, was experiencing a downtrend. Kiss, Journey, St- Sticks, all of them. All oh, yeah. of them. You know, there was a period of time there in, the, I would say, the 90s, uh, late 80s into the early 90s when grunge came along and it was like, all right, old rockers, you're done. There's a whole new sound out there. And, and they were, you know, they were doing shows in much smaller arenas. Yes, they and were. Doing meet and greets at, at, uh, Hooters and, you know, <laughs> places like that because they figured their career. Hey, did one of those anyway. Absolutely. I was at that live <laughs> broadcast when we had Gene Simmons at the Hooters. Uh, I think it was Hooters Westport when I was doing the morning show. With Queen or Bad Company or Jimmy Page, uh, any of those, uh, what? So the Cosmos Rocks. That's the name of the oh, album. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was released in September of 08. And, uh, the live records with Queen, live, uh, Return of the Champions released in October of 2005. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so well, yeah, there it, you go. It was it was very involved. Yeah, uh, any of those bands, any of those guitar players? Do you feel the pressure? Because when you described it as a hot minute initially, that's yeah. that's kind of the way it, it came across. Or how I remember it, just like just a short run, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could do very easily, but the thing is, they're people and and they're musicians, and you've got to communicate to them on that level. So I would just as ordinary, you know, as you know, another musician. And not as somebody like so special that you couldn't even talk to them or anything like that. I would just talk to them, and we would we would actually forget all, all of the above and just play music together. That that's the whole, and that's been my focus. Wow! So the Cosmos Rocks is the only studio album by Queen and Paul Rogers, Queen's sixteenth overall, released on fifteenth uh, of September two thousand eight. It contains fourteen new tracks written by Brian May, Roger Taylor, and Paul Rogers. This is the first studio album of new material from the two remaining members of Queen since nineteen ninety five's Made in Heaven. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Wow. I'll have to check that I, out. I, I, don't, I don't know any of those songs. No. Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking to Paul Rogers on Casey, and Paul, you were on CBS uh, Mornings, uh, the, you know, earlier this week or, or last week, and you talked about the number of strokes that you've had, and you've had a couple big ones. Uh, you're healthy now, correct? Yeah, thank you. Thank God, really. But I, I do thank uh, hyperbarics as well as oxygen under pressure, which is the treatment you can get. And it's endless, and you just sit in there. If you got the money. Under pressure. You got the money and you're yeah. not claustrophobic. <laughs> so, you know, the only thing you feel is a little bit in your ears. It's like flying on a little puddle jump on it. But that's all. And then you just watch a movie for an hour and, and you're done. So wow. You can really, you breathe, breathe in. 
you breathe in and the oxygen, you know, recirculates you through your brain, and it's very good. It took a year and a half to get my voice back after after all that stroke, you know. You you had to have been worried about your your at least your voice, correct? Definitely, yeah, because I had a, an operation, um, endotoctomy, I think it's called. Actually, you have to cut your throat. There's, there's the missus helping him with yes, the words. Yes, with the, the words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my they gosh. They have to incubate you to do that, and they get very close to the vocal cords. But I had a great surgeon, Dr. Lawler, in, uh, he's in Vancouver now, <laughs> and he said, I knew I knew that we were a vocalist, and I, I was careful with your... Uh, you know, with that, not to to keep the knife away from your book. <laughs> the average Joe Blow, they just jam it in there. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, so, do you do you talk to Simon Kirk or Mick Ralphs from Bad Company at all? I mean, do you do you keep in contact with them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we were in New York when we did that TV show. We you know. Went to a vegetarian restaurant, funny enough, in New York. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, Paul, after all of this time and all of the songs that you have sung and with the guitar players that you've sung with and everything, I mean, you you are, are definitely one of the greatest of all time. And do you get tired of people saying that to you, like me? <laughs> no. It's, it's an enormous compliment. I, I don't myself think I'm the greatest at all by any means because I, I listened to down through the years to so many fantastic vocalists. I take a little from each of them. I kind of absorb them, particularly like Otis Redding, Red Charles, you know. Rod Stewart influenced me. Steve Marriott from The Small Faces influenced me. Wow. So there's so yeah, many. Steve Marriott, real yeah. rough, gravelly voice. Total. A lot of excitement in his yeah. voice, though. Great singers. There have been. Oh, so many great singers out there that I don't really, I'm not the best. But oh. it's nice to be, <laughs> nice to be like. <laughs> it sure is. So Paul, uh, once again, has a new record, and it's we don't know the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't found out. Maybe you should look that up now. Uh, no, I don't really. Let's give it to the people, no? Yeah, it'd be a good way to finish the podcast. And the name no, of no, the new no, album let it, is... Let, let the thing run, because... Yeah charts and uh, we're glad that you're okay and we hope to see you sometime in in st louis i i know you've been here you know like i said uh you know with david lee roth opening you know he opened for you and um you know i think the last time i saw bad company was with rich robinson of the black crows played guitar yeah i saw that show too yeah, yeah that was out good. of the amphitheater yeah oh, yeah and uh, yeah. it was outdoors at the hollywood casino amphitheater yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Rich was a great, uh, a great experience. Good guitarist. I love him. I love the Black Toads. Fantastic. All right. Well, Paul, thank you very much, and uh, good luck to you. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully see you soon. Nice see you. God bless. Okay. All right. Let it run. Let it run. Thank you, boss. All right. Thank you. All right, there's Sal, George. Oh, excellent. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Let me see you. Uh, so we. Uh, he can if he wants to pay attention. He usually likes the camera. <laughs> how how oh, old is he? How, they how old is he? No, they couldn't hear you. The, I, I so don't think on, so. Chris. They're under the next group. Yes, uh, for the interview. Well, no, I was last. Oh, I was last. Oh, I think. oh so you were just listening to them yeah. amongst themselves. Yes. Now he sees you. No, no, no. 
So, yeah, hopefully he wasn't too noisy when I was going from station no, to no, station. No, no, no. Cool. Sal, I thought that baby was coming. That's it. That's his it. wife sounds like she's like 30 years old. Yeah. So the the name of his new record is called Midnight Rose. Midnight Rose. Thank you very much. Gosh, sounds like a country <laughs> album. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm John Hewitt. You can follow me on t- on uh, uh, Twitter at STLU Man, Johnny Hewlett on Instagram, and I'm on threads as John Hewlett, I think. I'll have to look. What about not, uh, re- semi-retired half-ass DJ? Oh, yeah, and I'm also the <laughs> half-ass, uh, half-ass retired uh, DJ on Instagram. Oh, okay. Now that we got that straightened out, um, I'm Favaz. AMF. Bye. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.